Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, welcome back to our LISC series, the Long Island Serial Killers, Serial Killing. And again, I think they're getting somewhere, but we won't know for we won't know for sure for for a little while but certainly there's effort being done because there's some quality people in there and and Tierney it all starts with Tierney the DA more and more we're going to find out that um, that Tim Sinney did nothing I mean absolutely nothing we knew that and I think as it unfolds and again I knew that because I you know, I had people inside of his office that, you know, that said nothing. And I know we got some silly comments from people, even, you know, intelligent people say, no, no, they got a whole room dedicated to Lisk. I mean, was <clears throat> was anybody ever in that room? Anybody see anybody doing anything in that room? Now, the answer is no to those questions. Uh, nothing, you know, until I, somewhere in August, Sinny started doing things because we were calling him out and you know he uh I I think it's it's a fact at this point I think people know and people in and around him knew that he was thinking about arresting somebody who had nothing to do with this or at least we think he had nothing to do with this who knows but if that guy gets arrested if that guy gets arrested, we know it'll be solid because it'll be it'll be Tierney calling the shots and we trust him. Sinny was panicking because part of him was thinking that he had no chance to win and everybody was saying, no, no, you're going to win, you're great. And then he'd quickly go back into confidence mode where he uh, he had it in the bag and... He did all this great stuff, and Newsday pumped them all up for four years. Justin Myers did a press conference every time a cat was rescued out of a tree. Tim Sinney was on the front cover doing things, and nobody ever called him out for not doing anything on Lisk. His nonsense with MS-13, the man who took down MS-13, which was ridiculous. Uh, He took down MS-13's drink orders and then ran to the barn got them back and if he spilled anything they'd throw things at him uh joke yeah tim city was a joke by the way he was also in charge of jimmy burke for 15 months after burke beat up christopher loeb while in handcuffs jimmy burke beat up christopher loeb and of course steve alone the man who appointed jimmy burke did nothing about it and Tim Sinney, who was the, the uh, let's just get this right, he was the deputy county executive in charge of public safety, which meant he was in charge of Burke. And they met, I think, every Friday, every Friday morning they met. And I imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine that it was kind of like uh, Tony Soprano meeting with Christopher Moltisante, his nephew, you know, if you ever watched The Sopranos, and and Tony, of course, being Burke. And I always think of that episode where Tony had 
had dog, dog crap all over his shoes, and he was cleaning it out with a stick. And he calls Christopher over, and he says, here, throw this out for me, just to kind of assert his dominance. And I always, I always figured that was what Burke's relationship was like with Cinny. Right? Tim, here, do this. And by the way, Cinny would, would do it. Cinny would do it. And that's in my mind. I don't know that for sure. But one thing, Jimmy Burke wasn't cleaning door crap off of anybody's shoes. He was, uh, he was running the show. And when Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke, he ignored all the internal affairs information. Right? When Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke, and Ballone alone appointed Jimmy Burke, never fired Burke. Don't listen to what he's saying now. This is humiliating what Ballone is trying to do right now. He's humiliating himself because everyone knows he didn't fire Burke. In his own words, he didn't fire Burke. All right. They mutually agreed. I'll read it a little later. But he mutually agreed with Jimmy Burke to, uh, to move on and, and the, the right thing for the county now. By, by the way, who mutually agrees to be fired? No one. And certainly not Jimmy Burke doesn't mutually agree to be fired. He was going to get, you know, arrested in a couple of weeks and I guess he got his affairs in order. And by the way, never penalize Burke. Burke has his full pension. Right? Ballone didn't do anything to go after Burke. He couldn't. Burke has too much on him and he was in league with him. My big question, and we know Cinny was useless because he was a puppet of Ballone and and subservient to Burke in every sense. And he was out cleaning their cars or, you know, cleaning dirt off the bottom of their shoes or whatever when anything serious happened. And I always wondered, in the beginning of it all, you know, Ballone got elected in 2011. Was there an adult in the room when Burke was, was ordering the shots and Ballone was just going along with whatever he did when they agreed to kick out, agreed, when Jimmy Burke decided to kick out the FBI and Ballone went right along with it. All right? Was there a third person in that room? If, by the way, if, if that third person exists, call, we'll keep it off the record, and I think you know a lot of people that have been giving things off the record realize that, that I haven't, uh, uh, and tell, uh, I'm telling you, it's terrible because I have great off-the-record stuff, but we can't use it. We can't even allude to it if it's completely off the record. But if anybody is out there, who was that third person in the room, the adult in the room? I would love to to hear what exactly was going on. I mean, we could just assume. You know, for example, when Ballone got elected in November of 2011, the first thing they did is he and Strickoff met with Burke somewhere, uh, well, not somewhere, Ballone's house in his kitchen on a Sunday and they, uh, they worked everything out. They, they figured out the world at that point. And they kept it away from Spoda. 
who, by the way, you know, we're not clearing Spoder of anything here. I mean, he loved Jimmy, but he told me. He said, I love Jimmy. I, I would never stand in Jimmy's way. But it was the way they did it. The way they did it, those sneaky pricks. It was like that. And uh, he said, a punch in his effing gut. A punch in my effing gut. And he wouldn't, he made it clear. He wouldn't have stood in Jimmy's way. But he didn't like not being told. So don't ever think for one second that Spoda called the shot on that. That's just silly. When people say that, it's it's just an assumption they're making. They don't have any facts behind it. And uh, Ballone appointed Jimmy Burke, and they decided to do this without Spoda's knowledge. And, of course, as it got closer, Spoda was offended, and Jimmy, you know, told everybody basically keep it please keep it away from Tommy for now and he won't like that he wasn't the one and even the people closest to Tom Spoda now say that Tom loved Jimmy he would never do anything to stand in Jimmy's way but he didn't like the way it was done or somebody even went further and said Steve didn't want to sp uh, share the spotlight with Tom, and that's why they did it like this. And somebody who's very close to Tom, Spoda, that is, said, Frank, don't, don't make it sound like Tommy didn't want Jimmy to get everything he could get out of life. He just was a little annoyed, or miffed, I think the guy used, that they didn't want to share the spotlight with him and they did it and then he didn't say behind his back but they did it without his involvement so everyone should know that and again that doesn't exonerate spoda for anything spoda's in prison and he should be in prison for covering up for jimmy burke on the chris Loeb situation and mcpartland's in beaumont texas in prison I said jail, but prison for the same thing. But who were the adults in the room at this point? We know it's not Cinny. I don't even know if Cinny existed, you know, as far as a player in, in 2011 when this was happening. But I would love to talk to somebody that was in on these conversations when these key decisions were made. For example, I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine being in a room and Jimmy Burke tells Steve Ballone that they're going to kick the FBI out of the investigation. They're going to get the FBI out, which is a fact. He's, you know, he did that. And I, I mean, I just can't imagine anybody sitting by not saying anything. But what are you going to say to Jimmy Burke? He's the new police chief. He basically was running the DA's office. He had McPartland there. He had his other guys there. Spoda loved him. He loved Spoda. Well, Jimmy loved Jimmy. Let's face it. Jimmy loves Jimmy. I don't know if he loved anyone. But anyway, he, he was there. And I mean, nobody said anything about kicking out the FBI? Yeah, hey, Jim, 
Hey, Jim, what, what, what do you plan for the uh, Gilgo serial killing? Well, Steve, um, first thing we should do, because we want to solve this, right? Steve says, yeah, you bet. We want to solve this thing. Well, I figure the first thing we should do is let's kick the FBI out of the investigation. And Ballone said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's get rid of those guys. The sensible guy in the room, the rational guy in the room would say, whoa, 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 what? What are you guys, what are you guys talking about? You're going to kick the FBI what? Out of where? What? The FBI? You guys are going to kick the FBI out of a serial killing investigation? You guys thinking this out? Yeah, what do we need those guys for? Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? We don't need those guys. If we need to rescue a cat out of a tree, we'll call the FBI. Right, Jimmy? Right, Steve. We don't need the FBI. Let's get rid of those guys because we want to solve this thing. Right? We want transparency. And we want to get to the bottom. We got to get this guy. This guy that's killing these people. These young ladies. This is terrible. All right, let's... Let's get rid of the FBI. That'll be the first thing we do. Agreed, Steve? Right, Jim. Let's get rid of those guys. All right. Uh, what about Dorma? That was the guy that was there before me. I know I'm the chief, but I just did that because you wanted to give me as much um, overtime as possible, right? So I didn't take the commissioner's spot. So, Steve, you were nice enough to appoint me to be police chief so I can get all the overtime, right? Uh, how about the guy that I'm, in essence, replacing? What do we do with this guy once we take office? Well, let's get rid of him, too, right? Yeah, yeah, and Verone, but, um, yeah, let's just get rid of him. The other guy in the room, the normal guy in the room, sure, saying, wait, wait a second. All right, I get getting your own people in there, and you want to get rid of Dormer, police chief, and he's been there the whole time, the FBI, the guys you guys are kicking out. I, I, I get you want to put your own guy in, and they're going to appoint you police chief, right? Because Dorma won't do that. But you're going to ask him at least something, right? And Dominic Verone, too, the detective in charge of the whole investigation, you're going to ask them at least some questions, right? Ballone says, well, I don't have anything to ask him. Do you, Jim? Nah, what do we got to ask those guys anything? What do, what do you need to know for those guys? If we need to know what color curtains to get, we'll ask Dormer and we'll ask Verone. And the sensible guy in the room, I'm sure is like, guys, whoa, 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 just stop a second, wait. So you plan on coming in and you want to solve this thing, but you're going to kick the FBI out with all the helicopters and DNA experts. All of their expertise, and you're going to kick them out. They got helicopters. They're, let's face it. The FBI is the best law enforcement agency in the world. Not in the country, in the world. Other countries seek the FBI's advice on all types of things, including serial killings. Guys, what, what are you talking about? Park said... Helicopter, schmelicopter. We have our own helicopters. We don't need the FBI for anything. Right, Steve? 
Right, Jimmy? What do we need those guys for? DNA. Who cares about that DNA? That's what I think of that DNA. Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? So, all right, guys. So you, you're going to kick out the FBI. And you're going to kick out Dormer and Dominic Verone. You're going to at least debrief the former commissioner and the other guy who's leading the investigation on this, the top cop, working with the FBI. You're going to find out at least. What do we want? Any information from those guys? Well, get out of here with that. That's nonsense. Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? We don't need anything from those guys. Guys, you, you don't want you, you don't want to ask them questions? You don't want to debrief them? They're decent guys. And they will they'll tell you whatever they have learned. At least you'll have that information, right? This is crazy. Just, you know, ask them a couple have have you don't have to ask them the questions. Have you guys ask them, debrief them, give them a couple of hours each. Tell us what happened. Burke said, I'm assuming. We just want their resignations here before I take office. Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? Well, I don't know what you guys are doing, but it wouldn't take much to debrief them. You don't want to ask them just one question? Hey, who do you guys think killed these sex workers? No, we don't want that. Uh, well, why? Why don't you want that? Steve, tell them why we don't want that. We don't need it because Steve and Jimmy, we're going to solve this whole thing. We got it down. You guys ever solved a serial killing yourself? Or at all? Have you ever helped in solving a serial killing? Listen, buddy, don't bother us with all those details. Jimmy and Steve, we're on the job. January 1st, 2012. We're going to get this guy. We don't need the FBI. All that BS. Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? We don't need to know what Dorma knows, what Dominic Verone knows. The hell with those guys. Me and Stevie, we got it. Right, Steve? Right, Jimmy? So what's the first thing you guys are going to do? Well, we're going to get the FBI out. All right, yeah, you already said that. It's a, guys, I think that's a terrible mistake. To get the FBI, you want to solve this thing? You really want to solve this thing? You're going to get the FBI? Yep, we want them out immediately. FBI out. We don't want to know what they know. We're going to start from the beginning. So what are you going to do when you get there? Steve, tell them what we're going to do. Well, me and Jimmy talked about this, and we're going to send missing persons. Somebody from the missing person bureau from the cops, and we're going to have them show a bunch of pictures, not a bunch, but a couple pictures of some of the sex workers that are missing, that, that are dead, and we found their remains, and they're going to ask five of the oldest people on Oak Beach if they know these girls and if they've seen them around. 
we figured that's the best way to solve this whole thing. Uh, why the oldest people? Well, uh, old people have great knowledge. That's ageism. Don't say that. Old people have great knowledge. Yeah, but how are they going to know young sex workers? They don't go to these parties at, at your friend's house, Steve. Don't bother us with details. Jimmy's got a plan. Right, Jimmy? Right, Steve. Well, so we're going to send missing persons around. And Frank McKay is going to get it wrong in the future. He thought it was 13 houses that we went to. We only went to five houses. And we found the five oldest people on Oak Beach. And we want them for their wisdom. And we showed them these pictures. We're going to show them these pictures of these women they couldn't possibly have ever met or seen in their lives because they're in their 70s and 80s and they wouldn't go to these sex parties that, you know, we go to. So that's how we're going to go about solving it. And then we're not going to do anything for years. Anything for years. And one day, one day, if I can get a puppet in a DA's office, maybe... If people are asking questions while we're still trying to solve it, we'll hold up a belt with some initials on it or something like that, or a towel. Not a belt, maybe a belt. But that's what we're going to do. Right, Jimmy? Right, Steve? So, if you were that guy in the room trying to talk sense into these guys, call up and... Correct me where I'm wrong. All right. Let's be serious, everyone. These two guys know exactly who did what or roughly who did what. And I'm not saying Burke and Balone killed anybody. But anyone who doesn't think they know these two control freaks one guy running the whole government in Suffolk County, controlling the budget, the purse strings. The other guy that he appointed and never fired, never, ever, ever fired. That's right. I was going to read. I was going to read to you his, well, when we come back after the break, I'll read you his, his letter. But they got the FBI out. They didn't. Debrief, Dormer, Dominic Verone. They had missing persons go to five elderly people with pictures of beautiful sex workers in their 20s that 70 and 80-year-olds probably wouldn't know. Certainly the five that they handpicked, they closed the book on an investigation and hope that it would go away. Anyway, we'll be back right after this. We'll have uh, have the late Commissioner Richard Dormer in interview, and then we'll get to Balone again next week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll be back with more Lisk right after this. Mm-hmm.